0: Make your fairy wings bigger in three easy steps.
1: Ew! <laughs> Did you have a bad night with a wildebeest? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> what is this?
0: The Lion King?
1: <laughs> nah! Squidgy!
0: You f**k. wildebeest <laughs> and got some weird crabs. Some weird crabs. Ah! So, uh, should I start us off? Go for it. Hello and welcome to the Magic Wanks Clubhouse, a podcast where two best friends get together and recap every episode of the Italian Magical Girl series Wanks Club. I'm Brendan and I'm Fairy of the Surging Sea. And I'm Tess, Fairy of the Rolling Stones. Today, we're watching Season 1, Episode 13, A Great Secret Revealed. The Italian title translates as The Daughter of Fire, which is a rad title. And in the 4Kids version, its title is Meant to Be. The Italian version of the episode aired February 25th, 2004. And the 4Kids dub episode aired September 11th, 2004. Okay! Now, I did put out the call for listener questions pretty much as soon as I woke up this morning, so that means I tweeted it out at, like, 5 Eastern. Uh, But I think we got a response.
1: We did! From best friend of the podcast... Cassidy, whose display name is still Neo Cassidy,
0: the ever-living. And what's her question?
1: She asks, is there a monster or cryptid that you would like to see in the show?
0: It, it's been done to death. Every time somebody even says the word cryptid, my brain goes to the, um, the one Tumblr post that's the YMCA song, but it's about Mothman
1: moth man
0: there's no need to feel down i said moth man lift that man off the ground <laughs> i said moth man swing your new friend around cuz it's fun to swing a human dun 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 fun to stay at the m o t h okay
1: the man the moth the legend the legend
0: <laughs> We're so well, I- stupid.
1: Well, I mean, um
0: that is our local cryptid. Hey, they fought a Loch Ness monster like 2 episodes ago. Okay, well, it was a turtle, but it was a Loch Ness monster. Also, our local cryptid is the Maryland Goatman and you will respect him. The
1: Snallygaster.
0: Yeah, the Snallygaster, which was a dragon with octopus tentacles that terrorized Frederick, Maryland for a little while. And then I think it fell into a vat of vinegar and drowned.
1: I keep thinking, initially, the Jersey Devil. No, that's in Jersey, you idiot. The Blair Mm. Witch.
0: That's not real. That was made up for a movie, and the locals exploit stupid tourists who think it's real.
1: Oh, the uh, Wikipedia page for the Snallygaster links to the page of Fearsome Critters.
0: Uh, Yeah, Fearsome Critters are great. Because uh, when people were first starting to go out into the Appalachian Mountains, uh, they would make up tall tales about all sorts of weird stuff that lived out behind there. Uh, Like the razorback hog, which had like a literal razorback or um, cactus cats.
1: (laughs) I'm hovering over it. And the the picture looks like a moose with really long lips and it's giving a nice jaunty step. Oh the hagog.
0: There's also the hodag, the squonk
1: Tea Kettler The fur bearing trout
0: Yup, just a hairy fish.
1: A hide behind. It just Yeah hide behind.
0: Because the loggers need something to keep themselves entertained.
1: Agropelter. A beast which amuses itself by hurling twigs and tree branches at passers-by. That's me!
0: Uh, I am the Squonk, which I believe is so ugly that it cries itself until it disappears.
1: Uh, the most melancholic of creatures. Because of its deformed countenance, it refuses contact with all life and will dissolve in its own tears if ever gazed upon. Excuse me, I am so sorry, but I am terribly ugly
0: hi i'm ugly
1: okay uh tag yourself which fearsome critter are you <laughs> wait why is the jersey devil here on the tale of fans on the page of fans- fearsome
0: creatures cuz it technically counts as one
1: well i think we have our answer anything from the wikipedia page of fearsome critters
0: stay tuned for season 7 ha <laughs> Alright, so yeah, I think our answer is just the Wikipedia page for Fearsome Critters. So, did we get any questions from our email? No. More spam about how to make our fairy wings bigger in three easy steps. Meet hot local ogres in your area.
1: Blackpink in your area.
0: Neither of us listen to Blackpink, so that joke is so... Appropriative of us. The K-pop stands are going to eat us alive.
1: They eat us alive for other reasons.
0: Well, now I'm just confused. Pray tell. (laughs) What other reasons would they consume our flesh?
1: Because they're undying monsters?
0: Oh, I just thought they were into (sighs) Vore. Let that hang there. Let that hang there. All right, are we ready to start this episode?
1: We begin with a sweeping shot of... Gardenia?
0: In the Citadelum dub, we sure do. <laughs> but 4Kids made an editorial decision. In 4Kids, this entire episode is framed as a flashback. To the point that where I, when I loaded the episode... I got confused and had to make sure I was watching episode 13. Same? That I had to- yeah. Because I was like, did I click episode 12 on accident? But no, that started in Palladium's classroom. Did I click episode 15 by accident? No. No, that's- this was right. It just was a weird decision they made where Bloom is narrating the events- Of the episode to the rest of the Winx Club.
1: Which goes on to just spell everything out for the listener. You can't have suspense. We can't figure things out for ourselves. No, you're too stupid for that. Here's what's happening.
0: So, after we open in Gardenia, which is... I was honestly quite surprised that we weren't in... uh, that we weren't at Alfia and I didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> Bloom is in the kitchen with her mom. And uh, this is where we learned that the break she's on is only going to last a week, which Vanessa thinks is surprising. So I guess I don't know anything about the Italian school system or how long breaks between terms usually last, but I mean, to me, a week seems pretty reasonable.
1: That sounds like spring break to me. Even though it might not be spring break, it might be winter break, but we don't know. Time is irrelevant.
0: Uh, we're moving at the speed of plot.
1: <laughs> also, Bloom, that's not how you cut carrots or anything?
0: Yeah, apparently Alfia does not have home at class. So, um, but we do get, like, a very sweet mom moment here, where Vanessa says she's very proud of how much bloom has grown while she's been away at Alfia, And, uh, while they're having this moment, uh, the oven goes full tilt and fuego and catches <laughs> fire.
1: Fuego! Ah!
0: Yes, that's how that instrumental goes. Eleni Forera <laughs> just grabs the microphone and squawks like a penguin. <laughs> Penguino, So, um, Vanessa goes to beat- And by the way, this oven, like, it bursts open and is spitting fire like the nightmare scene in the Brave Little Toaster.
1: What is it with a show and ovens catching fire?
0: My favorite part is that Vanessa apparently wasn't trained in kitchen safety because she tries to- She, like, goes to beat the fire out with a tea towel.
1: I'm surprised- that they don't have a fire extinguisher because dad's a firefighter
0: well you see if they did have a fire extinguisher then we wouldn't get this next bit uh where bloom gets to show off that she's a pyromancer and uh she puts the fire out magically and vents out the smoke through a portal uh presumably ejecting it into the upper atmosphere
1: so bloom's the one who's uh, contributing the most greenhouse gases
0: We do have a very nice moment here where uh, Vanessa says that Bloom is not a great cook, but she's an amazing fairy, which I thought was sweet. So after snuffing out the kitchen conflagration, Bloom takes a bike ride through Gardenia and she's got like a uh, she has like a quick little moment where like she's pulled up to a stoplight because I think she's biking in the middle of the road like an asshole.
1: I mean, you can, but-
0: You shouldn't. (laughs) And- but her dad pulls up, like, in a fire engine, and they have a high bye and it's kind of cute. This- this episode is a very good source of cute moments with Bloom's parents.
1: In Four Kids, uh, Bloom's dad scares the bejesus out of her by saying, Both hands on the steering wheel, honey.
0: Yeah, because she lifts her hands off the uh, handlebars to do, Jack, I'm flying. Only <laughs> there is no Jack, only Kiko. Oh. Uh, and uh, she needs to be told to put both hands on the handlebars.
1: This is why you can't be trusted with a scooter, Bloom.
0: <sighs> After that high vibe, Bloom is like walking her bike along the sidewalk because I guess traffic got busy or something. Um, so, she, like, walks around a corner, and Mitzi is on the stoop, because she sensed that her favorite victim has returned. And you know how in episode one, I said Mitzi has a crush on Bloom and doesn't know how to express it? Yeah. I was wrong, Mitzi's just an asshole. So, (laughs) Mitzi- So, uh, Bloom explains that she is on term break, and tries to get out of there as fast as she can, uh, And Mitzi says that there are rumors going around at their old school about the reasons why she left. And Bloom says that she just transferred to another school. And then in the Cineloom version, I would like Bloom to light her on fire because Mitzi responds by asking if regular high school was too hard and asks if her parents sent her to a special school.
1: Oh, I did not catch that because I was watching that while I was getting ready for work. You
0: fuss. Yep. Just light her on fire and put her in the garbage. That is just, where she belongs.
1: Just say you've got accepted to a good boarding school overseas. Fuss! Off
0: Yeah, the uh four kids dub changes it because they're like, uh oh. Much like the much like the Afro thing last episode, they went, uh-oh. <laughs> And uh, instead, she's saying that Bloom was sent to military school.
1: Is that still a thing in the US?
0: Reform school is, but I don't know if like just out and out military school is. I'm sure that one of our listeners can inform us if it's still like an active thing. (laughs) Active duty. (laughs) Reserve. (laughs) Also, uh, Bloom does start shaking with Righteous Fury. And I, again, I just want Bloom to smite her. Uh, She's not above using
1: magic out of school, so...
0: And it's not like Harry Potter, where they'll take your wand away and send you to Supermax if you so much as steal a candy bar.
1: It's not like anyone's paying attention.
0: Um. But... Uh, Bloom says that she went to a private college, and Mitzi tries to goad Bloom by saying that she doesn't believe her, but then Bloom says, well, that's your problem, and rides off on her bike. Uh,
1: while she is riding away, um, one of the stop signs is backwards.
0: (laughs) So does it say pots? Or-
1: Not- not written backwards, just mirrored. Weird. I know, right?
0: So... While she's biking away, we get some narration. So here's the thing I'd like to say about this episode right on top. Did you feel like the pacing in this one was all over the place? Because I can't tell if this episode happened in a week or ten minutes. (laughs) I think it
1: was intended to be over the course of the week but uh, a lot happened
0: we do get a montage to establish that time is passing but a really strange montage but I kept having to like look back at my notes and say and and now we're here and now we're here and now we're here because it seemed like it's not like a regular episode of Winks Club where we would like cut to the tricks to see what they're doing or we would deal with like we would split the girls up and we'd be dealing with one of their plots and then another of their plots no it's the same limited cast of characters in this episode so you can't tell how much time has passed between minutes and the four kids dub does a little bit of a better job like doing some establishing lines to let us know sort of, like, casually how much time has passed between scenes. Do you know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, the Cineloom version, it's very whiplash-inducing.
1: Th- there's not even a transformation. Like, the biggest change in scenery really is from Bloom's house to Mom's flower shop.
0: Which is conveniently named Flower Shop, according yeah. to the sign. Uh, So, Bloom is delivering some exposition, because without really anyone to bounce off of, and they don't want her to talk to Kiko this whole time, uh, she's just talking to the camera. Well, it's voiceover. She's not, like, breaking the fourth wall. Right. So, uh, while she's walking down, or she's biking, and she's watching people walk down the street... And that's when she finds out that she has developed a new superpower, which I don't think ever really comes up again. Maybe once or twice. Bloom can see auras now. And instead of an aura being, you know, like a colored outline, because that would screw up the animation. Instead, your aura is a ghost that (laughs) follows you around, but is a solid color and projects your true thoughts to the world.
1: Yeah. Like, the gentleman, the very ripped gentleman, walking a very tiny dog, his force ghost just goes to admire some flowers.
0: And Bloom watches a lady crossing a crosswalk, and her, and her, her force ghost basically goes, hey, I'm walking here!
1: (laughs) And then Bloom apologizes out loud?
0: Apparently Bloom can't do this, uh... At Alfea, but now that she's on Earth, conveniently, she can. So uh, she pulls her bike up in front of her mom's flower shop, and she gets the stink eye from the driver of what is supposed to be a very fancy car, but looks like a 2003 Prius in very important person black.
1: <laughs> it looks like someone took a, took a traditional limo and cut out the bits that make it a limo.
0: I think that's technically a town car. They but just it, made looks it a, like a Prius.
1: They made it a four-door sedan.
0: They got that on a budget. Uh, inside the shop, Vanessa is- Like, we get Vanessa at the tail end of a meeting with two, like, skeezy looking guys.
1: They are businessmen from business company and they want to give Vanessa money.
0: So that she will do business with them.
1: Business, business, numbers, numbers, numbers. How am I doing?
0: Um, We must increase our profit margins by investing in diverse partnerships. So uh, uh, when Bloom comes in, Vanessa introduces the businessmen as Mr. Bonner and Mr. Brown, who are her future business partners, and are going to basically franchise out her flower shop and turn it into a chain.
1: In 4Kids, they are Mr. Bonner and Mr. Bonner. They are the Mr.'s Bonner.
0: I'm glad 4Kids is being progressive and showing a gay couple on their- On their, uh, (laughs) on their primetime children's show.
1: Unfortunately, they're evil.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, like, Bloom is just like, hi, how do you do? And then she sees their Force ghosts- Which, uh, they both look like Snidely Whiplash. (laughs) They're rubbing their hands together, scheming that they're going to buy the shop's real estate, evict Vanessa, and build a supermarket.
1: Even though her business is in a strip mall? So presumably they've gotten the other businesses on board with this. And just they haven't told anyone.
0: So once they leave... Uh, Bloom, like, gets real cagey because she can't believe how obviously evil they are. And, um, she starts asking Vanessa just some, you know, background questions. And uh, Vanessa says that Bonner and Brown found her and all that she really knows about them is that they work for a large company. And, okay, I get that it's 2004 and we're in early internet days, but if you're gonna get schemed this easy, like, this is- this is- Like, do you know what? I could call Vanessa and say that I'm from the IRS and that if she doesn't pay me $7,000 in back taxes, she's going to go to jail. And she's going to give me that $7,000.
1: Hello, I'm calling from uh, Microsoft. Your computer is fucked. Give me your login information and also your routing numbers.
0: Hello, I am a Nigerian prince. I have a very large amount of money which I would like to give to you. But first, you have to send me $600 in Walmart gift cards, and then deposit them in a brown paper bag at the corner of 5th and Main, and then don't look back, because if you do, it'll turn into salt.
1: (laughs) Hi, uh, you are the last in a line of uh, great-great-great nibblings, and your great-great-great-uncle has just died and you have inherited all of his money, but you need to give me thirteen thousand dollars, or else you will explode. <laughs> 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 you won't get the inheritance. I'll just, get, I'll just get thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> How do you make them explode? <laughs> You'll find Uh, out if you don't give me (sighs) $13,000.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So once Bloom convinces her mom that they're (laughs) assholes, because, trust me, Mom, I just learned I can see auras. They're (laughs) assholes. She's like, you're right, Bloom. I think they are (laughs) assholes.
0: And I couldn't tell if this was the next day or 10 minutes later. And I believe the four kids dub made it 10 minutes later.
1: Yeah, four kids was like, we just have one more form to sign and then we'll own you. I'll get the last form. What do you mean? You told us to get the last form.
0: And so Vanessa says she's decided not to go through the deal. Because she just likes her business the way it is now, which is, you know, simple and easy for one person to manage. And then one of the con men decides to convince Vanessa to reconsider. And when she puts her foot down, the other says, like, straight out, listen, lady, accidents happen. So I am 99.9% certain that this is the mafia.
1: And then he accidentally knocks over a very rare plant?
0: Uh, by the way, she reacts. A plant, at least. And, uh, they say that she's going to regret turning them down when they leave. Mafia? Definitely. Uh, Bloom uses her magic to put the vase back together. And then we get a montage. My favorite thing about this montage is that neither of her parents have casual clothing. (laughs) <laughs> so her mom is at the <sighs> bus in movies in an apron <laughs> and slippers.
1: Um, it's all half speed? Like, it's all slowed down for no reason.
0: And the Four Kids dub puts one of their original songs over it.
1: The Cinnaloom dub puts one of their original songs over it, and they're both bad.
0: Well, when the Cinnaloom dub does a song, it's usually a translation of whatever the Italian one is. Four Kids just makes their own music.
1: And in the Four Kids version, um they also cut in some shots of Bloom riding her bike in episode from episode 1 for no reason.
0: I swear it has to do with stuff they cut for time. And then they realize the episode is too short. It's it's the exact same thing as when you're watching an episode of Gem and they cut the episode too much. So you have to sit through three Encore music videos and a superstar segment at the end. Because they ran a gajillion minutes too short. Uh, Also, I'd like to imagine that while during this montage, Bloom explains the few times she's been uh, accosted by homicidal witches.
1: It's fine. That's, That's the thing with the fork.
0: Yeah, she's like doodling in the air with her fork to illustrate a point. That's definitely describing a time that she fought Icy. So uh, we get back to Bloom and Vanessa, and they're just kind of like chit-chatting in the flower shop when a full-on brick crashes through the plate glass door. And there's no note or anything tied to it. It's just a brick. And then Bloom actually does something really cool with it. So she turns the brick into a sponge, and she wipes the sponge over the broken door, and that fixes it, which I thought was a really neat idea for a spell.
1: Oh, yeah, that was cool. Um, The thing is, though, I don't know about police stuff. Wouldn't you want to, I don't know, not touch that in case there's evidence on it?
0: Eh, not important. (laughs) Uh, The Four Kids dub establishes that this is for a client, but in the Cineloom dub, for no reason whatsoever, Bloom takes a frickin' Ming vase out (laughs) to the curb and then mario and luigi speed by and smash it with a baseball bat this is where i have in my notes that this is definitely the mafia oh yeah the mafia is gonna kneecap vanessa which by the way speaking of the next day huh. Bloom and well at least i think it's the next day in four kids like i said the timeline is very unclear um, in four kids, they they add a line in to imply that like after the plate glass door incident, Bloom and Vanessa just like went to lunch, and they came like right back. Wow,
1: Mom, I'm stuffed. That
0: lunch was delicious.
1: Your grandmother used to say, "A lady is never stuffed; she's."
0: I really want to know the end of that sentence.
1: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> But no, Vanessa notices that the door had been forced open. And everything has been destroyed.
0: My favorite part about that. It's a plate glass door. And her storefront is all windows. She'd be able to just look at it and see that the place has been ransacked. But no, she has to open the door first because this is a cartoon and we need visual interest.
1: But, wait, yeah, if the doors was forced open, wouldn't it just be broken again? Just break the door!
0: (laughs) We've learned she doesn't have an alarm. Yeah, apparently, you have to force open the lock on a pair of plates. Well, okay, that would- if you just shattered them, that would draw attention. I have a feeling that the intention is like this happened overnight, as part of an escalation of violence, but- I love the fact that in the 4Kids dub, this happened in the middle of the day. So there were just, like, Mario and Luigi in motorcycle outfits were smashing up a flower shop in the middle of the day. It's, like, noon. (laughs) You know what else draws
1: attention? Throwing a brick at a window!
0: (laughs) Yeah, that too, but if you speed by fast enough on a motorcycle, nobody's gonna catch it. Eh. So, uh... Bloom has seen enough of the Sopranos to recognize stock mafia intimidation tactics. Who let her watch the Sopranos? Uh, So Vanessa is probably trying to convince herself when she says that it could have just been, you know, regular burglars. But then Bloom opens the Barbie Dream Register at the till, and there's no (laughs) money missing.
1: Mama, if we were truly burgled, would there be money left? Dun-dun-dun!
0: I don't know why that always tickles me when people (laughs) just weird the enunciation on things. We go from Bloom revealing that there is no money missing from the till. Directly to- Smash cut to dinner. Plate glass door smash cut to dinner. (laughs) Woo! Where Mike is trying to convince uh, Vanessa to report- Okay, actually, this is another scene that's handled a lot better in 4Kids. In the Cinnaloom dub, Mike is trying to convince Vanessa to make a police report. Uh, Vanessa says she doesn't have enough proof that it was Bonner and Brown. Uh, And here's where I mentioned that Vanessa should still file a police report to start building an incident log before things escalate to arson and kidnapping. But hey, what do I know? Uh, In the Four Kids dub, uh, she did call the police, but they were not able to really find any conclusive evidence on who ransacked her store. Which that's believable i think right because if she just has a hunch but there's no supporting evidence then there's nothing the police can do but file an incident report Uh, vanessa says what's done is done and mike says that first thing tomorrow he's going to install an alarm system in the shop not pay a professional company uh to install an alarm system in your wife's flower shop because that's silly Because you know what's really going to stop people from stealing is um, a handwritten sign taped in the window that says security system installed by Mike Peters. Not the ADT shield. No, just my schlub of a husband put in a CCTV and an alarm that's just going to beep at you if you try to steal a flower.
1: The CCTV is just like an old video camera. Just on the top of a shelf.
0: It's a camcorder.
1: It's not even filming the ground. It's angled <laughs> wrong. The, the the security system is just a sign that says, please don't.
0: Bloom, like, stays in the kitchen after her parents go to bed. And she's getting some weird vibes. As you do. And then uh, later that night, Bloom is, like, tossing and turning in her sleep. and the four kids' dub she's just making, like grunt noises to indicate troubled sleep uh in the synonym dub bloom is once again just talking in full sentences in her sleep
1: and by tossing and turning we just mean one side then the other side
0: rinse and repeat and then wake up screaming the word fire or if you're in the four kids dub uh you act we actually get a pretty good take from lisa Jacqueline. Uh, also, this is where I have a note that, wow, I was just speculating about the arson, but here we go. Uh, so Mike and Vanessa come in the room because, you know, Bloom has awoken, screaming. And ask if she was, uh, having a nightmare. But Bloom is like, no, 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 no questions. We need to get to the store because it's on fire.
1: And surprise, surprise,
0: the store's on fire. (laughs) Once again, completely en fuego.
1: So there's a quick, um... Shot of everyone getting in the car and zooming over to the flower shop hey. in 4Kids. I think I figured out why they added shots from the first episode.
0: Oh, really? Why?
1: Because the montage of them getting into the car and driving super sped up.
0: <laughs> to be fair, it also was kind of a weirdly long montage but well stores on fire how about yours uh i've never had any complaints
1: about your store
0: (laughs) exactly i have a fantastic rating with the better business bureau
1: here's another weird thing i know that this is like the business district or whatever wouldn't another store have like or any store even her store wouldn't they have smoke detectors a Fire alarm. anything! Why is the fire department not here yet?
0: The only answer I have to your question is that it's 2004 in Italy, and maybe that wasn't standard, even though I'm pretty sure that's been standard in the US since, like, the 70s. Also,
1: there's a bookstore across the street, uh, spelled Bookstar.
0: Like, Bookstar?
1: S-T-O-R.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess the bookstore.
1: The bookstore. St- store. There's there's no way to say it, but it's bookstore. just there.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, Mike at least does the smart thing and calls the fire department through probably some sort of direct line. It's it, he mentions that they're his men, so maybe he's the fire marshal or like the chief of the station. Right. And, uh, you know, he says that they're going to get there as fast as they can. And in The Four Kids Dub, Bloom says that the station's across town to justify what she's about to do. Uh, in Sinelum, she just feels like it. <laughs> she's she's the main character and she has, you know, stuff to do. So She's a
1: fire fairy. We're fine.
0: Yeah. Pyromancer. So, Bloom... Says that she is going to do something because the fire department's not going to get there in time, and she evidently is aware of this fact somehow. Nah. So she starts storming in, and you know, Mike grabs her. What can you do? Bloom says, Dad, I have fire magic. Duh. And Mike goes, Okay, but you're taking me with you because
1: I'm not a liability
0: does end up having been a good decision. At the time, there was no way to know that this would have been a good decision.
1: There's no way to know.
0: Also, Vanessa is just like, obviously in shock.
1: Yeah, because her entire life is going up in flames.
0: Quite literally.
1: Her her store,
0: her family. Even Snowball. Talk about a joke that maybe three people will get. Bloom conjures up a heat-proof shield, like a, like a dome. And she, I also wanted to point out, uh, when Mike grabs Bloom's shoulders, like, we get a shot of, like, her from behind, and she's in her regular civvies. Like, that is just the, that is her regular shirt. And then the camera cuts back to the front, and she's in her pajamas again. So, uh, they go into the flower shop. So that I guess Bloom can fight the fire, or- Dad's
1: just there s- for moral
0: support. Or maybe to, like, get stuff that's, like, like sensitive documents or something. Bloom is, like, staring into the fire as she's wont to do, like she did back in Cloud Tower. And she actually gets another fire-gazing vision.
1: She scries.
0: She sees, like, a random building fire. And where, like, Mike and his squad are, you know, doing the their job as firemen and they're putting it out.
1: You can tell that it's a flashback because Mike does not have age lines.
0: And also the entire thing is, um, it's not sepia tone, but it definitely has a filter over it. It's in a fog. In the fog of ages. Uh... Mike is like outside rallying his men saying you know you go over here and I'm gonna do this and then he hears a baby crying and he's like whoa what the hell and so he rushes in to save the baby and because this is a cartoon he's not wearing any protective gear
1: he's advancing towards the child he's power walk like he is not gently walking (laughs) yeah he's he-manning towards it
0: and uh, we see a a baby Un that bebe. is that is very obviously Bloom.
1: It's a full head of hair,
0: like full head of ginger hair, giant blue eyes, and like yeah, it's Wings Club. So all babies look the same, but you know your main character
1: in the same fire shield that they are currently inside,
0: and uh, he so he picks her up in the shield you know, disappears and uh, he takes her to safety and then Bloom gets yanked out of her vision because Mike says that he hears somebody uh, like he hears someone. And uh, sure enough, trapped underneath some burning pillars is the mafioso's driver. Oh no. And Bloom recognizes him as the driver. So uh, she sends Mike to get (laughs) the driver and escort him out so she, uh, Mike gets the guy out of there and Bloom does the same trick that she did earlier in the kitchen which was foreshadowing you see it's, it's a fantastic literary device and uh, she puts out the fire and she does it just in time for the fire department to get there now in the Cinnaloom dub she completely puts it out in the 4Kids dub she establishes that she's like getting it under control which I believe like that makes a little bit more sense to me
1: Right. Because as far as the fire department is aware, this is a raging fire. Mike wouldn't lie to them. And now it's just smoldering. Uh,
0: So the mafioso's driver is in like a shock blanket.
1: He's actually in, um, Mike took off his pajama jacket and draped it over his side. That's just, that's just his pajama top.
0: Oh, okay, I thought it was a shock blanket. Uh so the mafiosa's driver just kinda instantly is like, yep, I'm the one who set the fire. Except in four kids. In four kids, they decide to
1: Have him just feel bad about the fact that Mr. Bonner started the fire and now he's inside for some reason?
0: Uh, the important thing here is that he's going to testify against Bonner and Brown because, you know, blatant intimidation tactics and his life has been saved. He had to come to the great dragon moment. Oh, no. Right. We know this already. Not to come to the great dragon moment. He had to come to bloom moment. She's she's the Messiah, right? Probably. She's fairy of the dragon flame. That's close enough. He has all the details of their, you know, regular scam operations and probably people that they've done this arson and intimidation thing to before.
1: And the four kids version, they did that to him. Apparently he owned a limo company before they busted him over. And now he's working for them because he has a family to feed and mustache skills don't pay the bills.
0: <laughs> they haven't since 1975, actually. Bloom has her aura vision, and she sees that his force ghost is sad. (laughs) And then he gets hauled away by the police. Which is great, because in the four kids dub, it happens for no reason. Well, I guess they'd have to take him in for questioning regardless, wouldn't they?
1: Right. But also to the hospital, because smoke inhalation and potential burns.
0: Um, and here's- this: It took till this point- for me to make a note that the episode is choppy. Because that's the best word for it. It's incredibly choppy. We just get an establishing shot of Mitzi throwing a pillow around her room and screaming because Bloom is on TV and is being interviewed for her role in like stopping the fire and also <laughs> taking down a pair of mafiosos.
1: In Four Kids, Mitzi shouts the line, How dare she interrupt my regularly scheduled program?
0: I thought that was pretty funny.
1: It was a great line, but she wouldn't be? This is clearly the next day or 17 minutes from now. I have no idea. This would be the morning news.
0: Yeah, it looks like Mitzi was just watching the news and this happened.
1: Also, I think I think she said program.
0: Also, did you notice that Four Kids Mitzi is Lisa Ortiz? It is Musa's voice actress holding her nose shut.
1: I noted that! Like, my fifth note down for four kids. It's like, is that Muse's voice actress? Also, real quick. One line that I completely neglected to to talk about in four kids. In the beginning, like, where after Bloom mentioned that after Bloom, like, stopped the fire from killing everyone in their house. She just says, I couldn't save the pot roast. Mm. <laughs> In the same tone as we lost the baseball game.
0: It's corny, but I bought it. For some reason, I just was like, yeah, that seems like that seems like a genuine reaction a teenager would have.
1: <laughs> I forgot to thaw the chicken. I,
0: I guess it's that morning uh, around the breakfast table. Vanessa says that she's going to use the insurance payout from the fire uh, because, you know, they have proof that it was deliberately set uh, to make the like make a bunch of improvements on the store. And Mike's adds that they're going to install a top of the line security system as well. Please get ADT. Please don't hang your camcorder up on a wire hanger. That's not a security system. That is an insecurity system, as a matter of fact. Because it's giving me anxiety imagining that just clocking someone on the (laughs) the noggin.
1: (laughs) They have a trip wire, which is just a wire that they put across the line and it trips you if you break in. It's not attached to anything. It's not attached to anything.
0: See, I was gonna think it would start deploying Home Alone traps.
1: <laughs> you trip the wire you just get hit in the face with an iron? Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know that thing in real life that will definitely kill you.
1: <laughs> and then, as you're trying to leave, just a nail on the floor. But it's not in a board of wood. It's just laying flat
0: on the floor. So Bloom Uh, While they're having this discussion, Bloom is sadly spreading jelly on her toast.
1: Wait, hold on. What? Real quick, real quick. Right before- I just remembered this. Right before, like, the driver spills the beans, Mm -hmm. he's given a flask?
0: Yeah, he is.
1: Um, but yeah. (laughs) Hey, Mom? Dad? Am I adopted-
0: Here's where, okay, if we we have to address this now, because we are, here is where we get one of our biggest cultural differences in Winks Club. Because I have a feeling that a lot of the way the adoption plot is handled is due to Italian cultural norms. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. So... In the Four Kids dub, Bloom has known she was adopted from the start. And the reveal here is going to be the circumstances of her adoption. In every other version, this is where Bloom learns that she is a changeling. And she was adopted. Uh, The vision she saw was her. It was a flashback, basically, where she saw Mike rescuing her from a blazing inferno. And uh, we do get a very cool line here. Where Mike says that she was sitting in the middle of the fire, but the flames didn't burn her, as if they respected her, which I think is f***ing cool. That is some fantasy novel nonsense, and fits (laughs) with the title being The Daughter of Fire, do you know what I mean? Right. Like, even Mundane Fire respects the Dragon Flame.
1: Even Earth Fire respects the Dragon Flame.
0: So Bloom asks why she was never told she was adopted in the Cinnaloom dub. And why didn't you tell me this was how it happened in the Four Kids dub? Yeah. The Four Kids dub handles it a lot better. And actually, let's get into um the thing about it, like, right after this scene. Right. Bloom asks why she was never told she was adopted slash why didn't you tell me that you found me in a fire?
1: And not through an adoption agency.
0: And the response was, "We were going to tell you, eventually." And in the Cinnaloom dub, it's "We were going to tell you you were adopted when you're old enough." And I'm not a child psychiatrist, but I feel that's not the right move. And in the Cinnaloom or in the four kids dub, it's "We were going to tell you," but then you know everything happened with the nipple troll and the Stella.
1: Basically, um. In four kids, because I just watched this. In four kids, she's asking, "Why didn't you tell me that you found me in a fire and that I have weird magic powers?" Mike says, "We were going to tell you we found you later, but the magic thing never came up again."
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it didn't remanifest until the Stella incident,
1: until the nipple troll incident. <laughs>
0: the great nip slip of 2004 Ah! uh and vanessa said that they never wanted to hide anything from bloom they never meant to and they do have like a reinforcement here that the parents who raise you are your parents even if not by blood which is valid perfectly valid but now we need to talk about this because here is where we start something that's going to rear its head a lot over the course of the show especially during season three where Uh. it's at its worst bloom from this moment on is going to keep calling her birth parents her quote-unquote real parents now i know that's not an uncommon attitude for 2004 and maybe not even uncommon for adopted children nowadays But the show is never going to be delicate about the fact that the writers do not seem to consider Bloom's adopted parents her true family, even though they're the ones who raised her.
1: Neither of us have dealt with adoption. Again, we don't know how common this is. It just rubs us a little weird.
0: And like I said earlier, this has to be a culture thing. Because there's no other way to really explain why a view of adoption this narrow is still around in 2004. I mean, I guess there's still weirdness around adoption now, but you know what I mean. Like, in the four kids dub, they recognize that it's not uncommon to the point where Bloom already knew that she was adopted.
1: I mean, she has red hair for us <sighs> sake.
0: She knew she was adopted, just not that she's a changeling fire baby.
1: <laughs> she's a salamander. Huh.
0: <laughs> I mean, she is a fire dragon, so you're not wrong. Ha <laughs> Um. Oh, it's- um, you know what? Who do you remember who asked us the RPG question ages ago about the girls? Was it was it Cassidy?
1: Let me do a quick checky poo mentions. Yeah, it was Cassidy.
0: Okay, so remember- I don't know if you will, you probably don't. uh, Back during that episode, I said that I had a great idea for what Bloom's class would be, but I couldn't say it because it was a spoiler.
1: Yes. I'm saying yes to keep this plot going,
0: yes. This is- uh, I was going to say that she is a dragon-blooded sorcerer. Because that's- literally a perfect fit for her she didn't know she had magic until it manifested in a really dramatic way and it's you know fire magic from a dragon source
1: wrote, damn it Brendan
0: look I was I did a very good job of not spoiling anything but now that we know that she's the fairy of the dragon flame I can say this also different kind of dragonborn these are dragon furries.
1: <laughs> oh, so she's a salamander.
0: Yeah, she's always a little mucusy.
1: Oh no, let's keep going. We're <laughs> <almost done. laughs>
0: um. So after after we have you know the the platitudes that are ultimately going to ring a little bit hollow in the show moving forward, <laughs> uh, we cut to Bloom being sat on on her bed at her dorm room. And then we get a m- montage of Bloom growing up, and there's like a bunch of different like designs for Bloom at different ages and I'm going to say this now: the toddler and baby designs are horrifying.
1: what you mean you don't like the one with the giant bow They're, It's just just a
0: moppet cabbage patch, child.
1: It goes from baby baby toddler toddler maybe 5 or 6 boom 16
0: yeah they cut to preteen real quick and uh by preteen we mean it's just bloom's regular character design
1: just in a slightly
0: younger outfit yeah just in a slightly younger outfit oh and we also get to see when they gave her kiko for her birthday uh So after this flashback, Flora puts her hand on Bloom's shoulder from off screen. And this is where we get the reveal that we're back at Alfea. But if you were paying attention to the background, you would have realized that's where this bed... You would have recognized the set, you know? Right. And uh, all of the Winks are gathered around the bed. And they're giving Bloom a pep talk.
1: They're basically saying, your parents sound cool.
0: I mean, look at our parents. Like, Stella's parents are divorced. Muse's mom is dead. Tekna's parents are a couple of Roombas. And Flora is a literal Cabbage Patch kid. No, she's not. I think we actually do meet her mom eventually. I know we meet her little sister, who looks nothing like her, which is going to be hysterical when we get to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, your parents really love you. Doesn't matter that they're not your birth parents. And Bloom says, yes.
0: Well, yeah, they, again, they really do soften this out. I love how this is handled in 4Kids. Because in 4Kids, instead of Bloom suddenly becoming obsessed with who are my birth parents, why don't they love me? It's, okay, so if I'm adopted and they found me in a fire, I'm probably not even from Earth, so what the hell is going on with me? And it internalizes it in a believable way. Because, you know, she's learned that her entire life has been not a lie, but a half-truth. In the Four Kids dub. <laughs> and a lie by Laura omission. And Laura quips
1: in with, you may never find the answers, you know that, Bloom. And eight and seasons of show says otherwise.
0: <laughs> well, I do like the way that that changes, that, that scene changes, because uh, in- In Sinaloom, Flora says that she doesn't want Bloom to get hurt. And Bloom points at her and says, I've already made up my mind. In the Four Kids dub, Flora says that Bloom may never have the answers. But Bloom says if it was she, of course, the point because it's, you know, the same animation. But she says, if it was you, wouldn't you want to find out?
1: We have an equal chance here of it being a... Find your parents, find your birth parents, and everything's hunky-dory. And a little
0: orphan Annie where they've been dead since you've been a baby. The more important thing is that everybody says they are going to help Bloom because she's their friend. I mean,
1: hell, we helped Stella with her beauty pageant.
0: And I do like that Stella has a line in both English dubs Where she says that, of course, I'm going to help you. Sticking my nose in other people's business is my favorite hobby. That's very cute.
1: And very on brand.
0: Yeah, it's very self-aware. And uh, we end the episode with everybody doing the thing where you stick your hand in a pile and go, woohoo! And then they group hug. People are watching, Brendan. (laughs) It's time to discuss our best moment, worst moment, and MVP for the episode. Oh Tessa, bad. what is your best moment for this episode?
1: Let's see here. I truly meant to do it, but I also just watched the episodes today and I had work.
0: Well, what you meant to do isn't necessarily what you actually did.
1: You're right, because I didn't.
0: <laughs> I don't know why whenever somebody delivers the... You're right in that tone and makes it instantly hysterical. You know, you're right. (laughs) No, it's not that. It's, you're right. Why would we go out to eat when we have canned canned soup? soup? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, what were you saying?
1: My best moment.
0: (laughs) There we go.
1: (laughs) My best moment is Bloom convincing her mom. That the evil businessmen are actually evil businessmen.
0: I will say, though, that my best moment of the episode. It's cheesy, but it honestly is like the very good mom moment. Of Vanessa saying that she, you know, can see how much Bloom's grown since she's been away and she's so proud of her.
1: Ah, I'm guessing Bloom is their only kid.
0: Uh, Mike and Vanessa have no other children. Um, the worst moment is Mitzi being an ableist.
1: Yeah, that was bad. My worst moment I want to say the four kids framing device.
0: <laughs> it's
1: It's a very
0: weird idea.
1: We get it. You told this to your friends. We get it. You're telling us everything that happened go away.
0: Um, the MVP is obviously Bloom. Like this is a this is a Bloom focus episode.
1: Uh, Bloom saved several people from dying.
0: Uh Bloom has a plot relevant power that probably won't come up again. Eh. I'll be shocked if it does. <laughs> but <laughs> well, have, we have 8 have seasons, that. so yeah, and it's in wait. season five, they forget everything that happened in seasons one through three.
1: Brendan, wait. What? We have seven and a half seasons. We're halfway through season one, guys.
0: Oh Bus. is season one twenty twenty-six episodes?
1: Let me let me check. Twenty-six episodes! We're halfway through.
0: Wow. That's super cool actually. We're halfway
1: through season one. All right.
0: Thank you for joining us today at the Magic Winks Clubhouse. If you'd like, please leave us a rating or review if your listening platform of choice allows it. If not, please spread the word. Uh, getting more ears on the podcast uh, helps us uh, by boosting us in the iTunes recommended list. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, You can find me, Brendan, at Sonata Waves, S-O-N-A-T-A-W-A-V-E-S.
1: You can follow me, Tess, on Twitter, at Pocky Slice. That is Pocky like the delicious Japanese snack slice, as in a slice of pie.
0: You can follow the show at Twitter, at Magic Winks Pod.
1: You can email us at magicwinksclubhouse at gmail.com. That is the name of this podcast at gmail.com.
0: All right. So Club Kids, join us next week for episode 14, Bloom's Dark Secret, where we will have our very first guest. Wait, what? That's right. Best friend of the podcast, he is going to be joining us for episode 14. Until
1: next time.
0: Meeting adjourned Open your eyes, open your mind. We are the wings, wings. If your hands hold in mind, we can find space and time. And together we'll be sure winners place. We must find your
1: hand and chat. You light up our world. We'll fly the moon together.
0: Why? Why am I always getting these ads for these (sniffs) Korean porn comics? Renta? The the site is called T Comics, and it's always these really, really horny pictures (laughs) of, like, really cliche porn plots. I don't know if it's Korean. I'm just assuming it is because I've seen, like, character names pop up and they're Korean. Is it on Twitter or... It's, it's, I'm on the Winx Wiki right now and it's the (laughs) sidebar ad. (laughs)